Welcome to another episode of the Decent Rowing Podcast. My name's Lachlan Davey, I'm here with my dad Ken Davey and together we have Decent Rowing. So today we're going to be talking about shoulder lift at the catch and uh, what sort of thing are you thinking of when you think of shoulder lift, Ken? Well, one of the things with shoulder lift is that almost every rower seems to do it early in their career, if not later in their career. And I've been coaching a number of athletes around the world lately and uh, pretty much universal in every country, uh, shoulder lift is something that occurs in the beginning of the stroke. What we're talking about here is when someone puts the blade into the water, not just by lifting their hands, but they lift their shoulders as well. And this is uh, has a detrimental effect on the rowing stroke from a, a few aspects. The first one in particular, to my mind, is that when they put the blade into the water with their shoulders, then the shoulders are essentially being used for a non productive purpose as far as driving the boat forward and so when they open their body later in the stroke and try to use their shoulders well the first part of the shoulder movement has already gone so it's too late and it can't get used at the at the back of the drive phase where I think it's much more useful. The other thing that it does it tends to make the athlete put more power in at the beginning of the stroke because they're using big muscles as they put the blade into the water and in a smaller boat that can have the tendency of checking the run of the boat and again an undesirable side effect. So how does it slow the run of the boat if you engage your shoulders at the catch? No it's not it's really any any higher level of power applied at the catch in a small boat will tend to check the run of the boat. Uh, you really need to wait until the blade's well connected with the water before you uh, put the power on. And so if you're putting some power into the footplate of the boat, uh, as you put the blade into the water before the blade's connected, then that uh, tends to check the run of the boat because the blade's not connected yet. So that's where the, the checking problem comes from. The other major problem, of course, with uh, engaging your shoulders uh, too early at the catch and your arms as well is that you're going to be fighting against your leg muscles so instead of just having your leg muscles engaging and driving the boat uh, you're going to end up with your arms sort of fighting your leg muscles because they're not hanging so if the arms and shoulders are hanging uh, then you're not consuming any energy with the upper body and you can save that for later in the stroke Um, whereas if you grab then you can't really do that and you have to rely on your fitness to be able to utilize the, the power towards the end of a race or something. No doubt, and the I've been thinking about why does why is this such a common problem, and I think it actually the answer to that also helps solve the problem and get athletes to avoid lifting their shoulders at the catch. We all understand, and we're taught to understand right from the beginning when people start to row, is that rowing's by its nature is meant to be a hard sport. So it's meant to tire you out. It's meant to Uh, you use your strength uh, in the boat and therefore when you learn to row and you start to take the catch you want to feel as though you're solidly connected you want to feel connected to the water you want to feel like you're doing some work and in a small boat you want to actually feel that you're doing a lot of work at the back end of the stroke more so than at the catch but when you're beginning to row you if you use your shoulders and your arms at the catch then it feels heavy and it feels like it's connected and it feels like you're doing what you're meant to do in that rowing is meant to be a hard sport so therefore it gives you some reinforcement that you're actually rowing correctly whereas in fact I think the opposite is true in a small boat what you want to be able to do is to come into the catch put the blade in with precision and get well connected to the load and then start to apply the power and so the way I've found 
uh, useful in teaching athletes to avoid lifting their shoulders is to get them to understand that the catch should not feel very heavy as the blade's going into the water. That's the point when it should feel light and quick and controlled and getting connected to the load. You pick up the load and then it starts to feel heavy. And if they understand that, then it makes it easier for them to uh, understand that we getting rid of shoulder lift uh, is a good thing. You'll find some athletes will say, but I don't have a catch anymore because they're used to feeling that extra load at the catch. Uh, one athlete actually said to me, I don't have a catch anymore, then a week later sent me a text saying, I still don't have a catch, but I'm going faster. And I think that's really what it's about. And also when it comes to the catch, uh, a lot of people, like Ken was saying, when they're beginners, they, they grab with their shoulders to get connected. What you really need to be doing is trying to grab well, not grab, uh, connect to the boat by using your leg drive um, and get connected quickly there. And uh, if you start getting connected with the shoulders and use that as a way of picking the water up at the catch, uh, then it's very hard to get out of that habit. And what you really want to be doing is trying to get the the legs down quickly uh, to uh, connect to the, the the boat run. And if you if you're not very good at doing that, uh, then you're going to struggle to get a good effective catch and get the leg drive on quickly. And uh, it's something that's quite unnatural for the legs to do is to get that very quick uh, initial movement to kick away with the foot stretcher to get connected at the catch. It's a lot easier for people to get connected with their arms and grab with their shoulders, but um, you really want to try and avoid that if you can. Absolutely. And the the We've got a number of videos on the website that talk about ways of, of correcting this particular issue and I find that the easiest place to correct it to start with is actually on the ergo. It's about understanding on the ergo when you should open up, when you, the catch, uh, what muscles you use, how to hold your body in, in the right position and I'd suggest starting off on the ergo with uh, no handle, so just sitting on the ergo and maintaining the correct positions with your body and then slowly as as you get used to that then grab the handle again and perhaps put some paper over the fan intake so there's really no power at all again what we're reinforcing here is the positions you need to be in in with your body uh, at various parts of the rowing stroke and then once you can do that on an ergo with power and know that you're not lifting your shoulders and it's very easy you can see in a mirror or you can have someone film you it's really easy to see when you get it right and then i'd suggest take it to the boat but it's, it takes a bit of time, and I suggest the sooner you can fix this issue in your rowing career, the better outcomes you're going to have. Having said that, it can be fixed at any age. Uh, I've been coaching uh, people from uh, school, children, uh, right through to masters, and all of them have the same sort of issue, uh, but all of them uh, can solve that problem. Yeah, I think um, when you get into crew boats, it can be particularly difficult to match with someone who's used to grabbing uh, with their shoulders at the catch. Um, In a crew boat, uh, things are moving a lot more quickly and to be effective, uh, especially in the bigger boats, uh, quads and eights and things like that, you need to be really effective with getting those legs on early and quickly uh, once you've placed the blade. And if you grab with the arms, you're really going to be... you know shortchanging the rest of the crew with power towards during the the first part of the stroke and all the way through so it's uh it's quite hard to match with people that grab with their arms and shoulders because they end up with a, a much a much different power profile than um, than people who push with the legs first um and so yeah it's it's really important to 
uh, with your crews is to make sure that the drive phase is all happening the same way and ideally if you can try and make that be uh, with the legs first and then yeah hanging with the shoulders and arms and using them later in the stroke and then focusing all your energy on that that first uh, kick with the the legs once the blades in the water um, and use that to help um, help build up the power and it, it'll be a much more effective way to move the boat it's interesting too with athletes that are rowing in a crew boat if for example you're in the three seat and the stroke person is lifts their shoulders as well and you then decide not to lift your shoulders and 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 do the technique that we're discussing here and look at our videos and understand the drills then what you'll find though is that the body shoulders of the athlete in front of you i.e the person in the stroke seat as they take the catch you'll find that their body is tends to come to you more than you're used to and so you'll be able to actually it'll be a disconcerting feeling because if you hold your shoulders down and use the leg drive as we're advocating then you'll find that the person in front of you appears to get closer to you in the first part of the stroke and so you're going to have to resist the temptation to follow their shoulder movement uh, in order to be able to fix the your issue of, of shoulder lift then once you've got connected to the water of course then what we're looking for is an even acceleration right through to the finish and and so that comes back to this sequential movement uh, get connected put the blade in the water get connected with your feet and then as you the leg drive is underway then you start to bring the body in uh, later on but you'll find in a crew boat it's going to feel a little strange for a while because you'll be able to see that the person in front of you is actually not moving the same way that you are and you have to resist the temptation to just copy them so what what do you think some of the more important uh, aspects of the the shoulder grab and and um, an arm grab are towards the finish so if you if you do it at the catch what what does that do to the finish of your stroke and how does that negatively affect what you're doing uh, it, I think it's a very significant difference uh, if you slow the video down when you're videoing someone who has shoulder lift then you'll find that by the time their seat is about half slide that their body is is at least vertical at that point and so when they get to the really put the power on at the finish of the stroke so they get to the end of the leg drive so for example three quarter slide and uh, towards the finish so quarter slide if you're coming the other way so they've almost finished the leg drive then they try and bring their body on they've only got about half as much arc of body or less than they would have if they didn't lift their shoulders so if you think about it in, in loose terms that they've used half of their body putting the blade in the water when they're not actually driving the boat forward with that body movement then when they get to use their body at the finish or towards the end of the drive phase then they've only got half of their body drive left because the first bit disappeared and the bit they've got left is actually arguably a weaker part than the first part so what we're looking to do at the finish or at the back end of the drive phase is to get the body on at that point from catch position essentially so legs are halfway down or more and then the body comes on from the catch position and really accelerates that boat right the way through to the finish position so by getting shoulder lift on at the, at the catch uh, in most cases that I've slowed the film down and had a good look at it essentially you've lost pretty much half of the body power that you could put into a stroke by doing that and that's a pretty significant amount if you think about what are the biggest muscles in the body that we're using people tend to think that the legs are the biggest muscles uh, but the reality is that the torso and the back and the lower core and 
is, is a very large muscle group there. Uh, in fact, the pelvis would be the biggest joint. So we've got some real power in the body that can be used at the back end of the stroke. So don't waste it by trying to put a little blade in the water at the catch. So when, when athletes grab with their shoulders at the catch, it's not typically they place their blade and then grab. They're typically grabbing as they're going to place their blade. So inevitably you end up with a catch angle that's it's far less than optimal. And so uh, an important part of the not grabbing process actually is lengthening the stroke by placing the blade where you reach to and then isolating the, the hands up to place the blade in the water and then on with the legs. You get a much longer stroke, so the blade's in the water for uh, a lot, much greater arc and therefore gives you more chance to develop um, power and drive the boat forwards. But when you're grabbing, what you tend to do is you, you're um, grabbing the blade and, and forcing it into the water as you start contracting those muscles. So you're not placing it at the optimal point. You're making your stroke a lot shorter than it should be as well. And, and those aspects, uh, clearly, when you put them, add them all together, it makes a significant difference to the amount of power you can apply to the boat. And remember, of course, uh, smaller boats and bigger boats are a little bit different as far as power application goes, but if we're thinking about a single skull, then you want to have uh, quite a, a small amount of power in that first little bit of the catch. You want to get connected to the load, pick up the load, and then you start to accelerate, and accelerate right the way through to the finish. It's probably worth talking about a couple of drills that you might use to get rid of the shoulder lift at the catch. Uh, I think the, the easiest ones are probably the ones on the done on the ergo. Now, Lock, when you've done a number of videos like that on the ergo, talking about how to uh, not lift your shoulder, row in a tunnel, those sorts of things, which ones do you think are the most effective for learning this on an ergo? Um, I think without a doubt, it's the legs only exercise. Um, so you're rowing on an ergo, you're over in the catch position, so you're reaching out full length, full extension with the arms, uh, the body's rocked over, and then you just push with the legs. So it really teaches you how to brace your body and let your arms hang and it's important to make sure that you're not grabbing um, with any of the, the upper body while you do this exercise and you're not opening the body at all when you do this exercise so you put the legs fully flat down the body shouldn't have moved from that catch position the arms shouldn't have moved from that catch position and you're just doing the legs only drill and i think that works really well on the water as well especially before pieces so if you're doing as part of your warm-up, one of the last drills that uh, I would do would be legs only, um, just because it really helps you get into that right frame of mind of getting the legs on quickly, pushing them down hard, and uh, developing maximum power from them without compromising it in, in any way by using the arm grab or the, um, the shoulder grab at the catch. One of the things you'll find too, uh, every athlete that's had this issue and corrected it they all say that it feels like that they have to leave their core engaged for such a long time before they open up. It feels like forever. It's a long way pushing down that slide before you open up if you're used to arm grabbing and shoulder lift um, before. So, so be aware of that and, and embrace that sensation. Uh, the aim is to have it for a long time before you open up and that's important. Another drill that I find very useful uh, on the water and indeed you can do it on an ergo as well, is uh, shooting your slide. So uh, some athletes, when they're learning to row, they shoot their slide, perhaps because they haven't got their core turned on enough, perhaps because their core is not strong enough, so when they're at the catch, if their core 
won't hold the power of the legs and they shoot their slide. So the slide, go, the seat goes out uh, at a different speed than the handle moves. Now, if you encourage someone with, with shoulder lift to shoot their slide, so ask them to deliberately shoot their slide, don't turn their core on well at the catch, shoot their slide and do it for a, a reasonable period of time, like 20, 30 strokes. So it's really ingrained that they're shooting their slide solidly. And then ask them to turn their core on or if you're at yourself, just turn your core on at the catch and turn it on really hard, really solid. And I mean lower core, not upper body uh, area, just in the lower core pelvis area. Turn your core on, turn your glutes on, engage everything at that point, and then try and shoot your slide. If you've got your core turned on solid, it's almost impossible to shoot your slide. And you'll find that automatically the shoulder lift disappears because you're trying to shoot your slide, so you're leaving your shoulders down, and you've got your core turned on so you can't shoot your slide and all of a sudden the technique is so much better. So it's a really useful drill uh, for doing that. Bear in mind, make sure that when you're doing that you keep your chin up and look out horizontally out of the back of the boat. You're not looking into the boat when you're trying to shoot your slide. You want to shoot your slide with your vision, your eyes pointing straight out the back of the boat. Then turn your core on and I think you'll find shoulder lift will disappear very quickly. It's probably worth mentioning too with uh, shoulder lift and shooting the slide. It's a bit of a spectrum. So on one end, there's shoulder lift. Uh, on the other end, there's shooting the slide. And in the middle is uh, no shoulder lift, no shooting the slide, which is the optimal stroke. And you'll find that most athletes are towards one end or the other. So if they're, they're lifting their shoulders, it can be useful to help, uh, say, to tell them to shoot their slide. So push their legs down um, more and sort of, you know, it'd be like pancaking the body over and, and vice versa the other way around um, just to, as a drill to make them move more towards the centre where they're not lifting their shoulders or, or shooting their slide. Um, and so it's not, so, you wouldn't tell someone who shoots their slide to keep shooting their slide. You'd tell them to grab with their shoulders and they probably end up close um, closer to the, the right spot. Um, yeah, it, it works a bit better the other way around probably the, um, if they're grabbing with their shoulders, tell them to shoot their slide, but um, it can work for, for both purposes. Yeah, and it's critical, of course, to have a solid core to do this, and you'll find with some athletes, particularly junior athletes, you may find that their core's not quite up to the holding the body in the right position, and there's lots of core drill exercises, of course, and we've got plenty on the website, but it's, it's critical to make sure that people have a strong core and then you'll find that it's easier for them to execute this part of the stroke. Bear in mind too that opening up early with the shoulders and, the, and the, if you, they're using their back inappropriately then that's not very good from an injury perspective and so it's good if you can to get them to understand that we want to do the rowing stroke in the correct posture sequence because it's better for their health as well as better for boat speed and you'll find that if I go back to what I said before, I think it's really important that they understand that, particularly in a small boat, that the catch isn't really meant to be very heavy at that point. You're not trying to um, accelerate the boat really quickly at the beginning. You want to pick up the load and accelerate the boat gradually right the way through the rowing stroke. Uh, that way you're going to get better performance. It's a bit like the concept we've talked about of pushing a car. If you try and push too hard too early, then you'll find that you're wasting your energy and you're checking the boat and the boat speed's going to be a lot less. So really, I'd, anyone who lifts their shoulders, and I'd be particularly picky about a, even a small shoulder lift because a small shoulder lift has the same effect in a way. It's just you haven't wasted as much of the, of the 
power of the shoulder and back drive with a small shoulder lift, but it's still got the same problems. And so I'd suggest eliminate it completely if you possibly can. So this podcast sort of came about. Um, one of the athletes that Ken was coaching had, had this problem and we put together a comprehensive list, like a program, if you will, of how to, how to fix this shoulder lift problem. So Ken, do you want to explain a bit more about that just before we go? Sure. Um, so what we... As I say, a very common problem. And so what we did is put together five of the videos that we think are the best ones for solving this issue in a particular sequence so that you can go from the, the bit on the ergo and then through to the boat. Also put on the program, uh, on the it's a PDF document and the links are clickable so you can go from the PDF document directly to the videos on the website. And I've got a, quite a lot of description there on what we're trying to achieve and why we need to do this uh, some of the stuff we've talked about in this in this podcast. There's also on there some other videos that are associated with the with the area that I think are pretty important when it comes to shoulder lift. A little bit of how to place the place the blade. Uh, there's some videos there that Lachlan and I've worked on on the ergo and other aspects that are associated with shoulder lift. And so the program's on the on the website, and it's suggest have a look at it and you can then use it with yourself and your athletes to be able to go through a logical series of steps in order to understand first what shoulder lift is and why we don't want it and through to how to get rid of it and how to row with much more power by removing that shoulder lift aspect of the stroke. So if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, please head over to our website, decentrowing.com, and uh, maybe join our email list. We also have a membership website where people can uh, look at all of our content that we've made, over a 1,000 videos now, um, as well as lots of training programs and other useful tools to help you with your rowing. Uh, We also offer coaching services, uh, so virtual coaching, essentially technique analysis, as well as training program setting, uh, things like that. So there's a lot more information at decentrowing.com if you want to have a look at that. So until next time, happy rowing.